1: This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Grammarly Premium. Get a one-month free trial of Grammarly Premium. I use Grammarly Premium to uh, edit any documentation that I need to write. And Grammarly helps with any punctuation and grammar as well. Also, thank you to VidIQ for sponsoring today's show. If you want to get uh, monetized on YouTube, get those subscribers, get one of those YouTube awards. Click on the link to VidIQ to find out more. And thank you to Amazon Music Unlimited for sponsoring today's show. Just visit my website in the links in the description to get Amazon Music Unlimited. Welcome to the Stephen Shields Radio Show. Today I've got Glenn Harold. How are you, Glenn? I'm all good, thank you, Stephen. What have you been working on uh, so far on Insight Timer?
2: On Insight Timer, um, I've been... Actually, the thing that is
3: most current is I'm doing webinars there every Wednesday. Mm Mm-hmm. And um,
2: that's been really good because I've noticed over the weeks it's been growing. I do a live meditation towards the end of that, and um, it's been good. I've noticed the numbers. I think I had uh, 600 last week on that, that was live. Mm-hmm. And I do a little live meditation with my setup here, and um, it's been getting really good response. So there's been that. Um, I've been released a couple of new titles over the last couple of months
3: called Awaken and Ascend and Letting Go of Fear. Mm-hmm. which is um really
2: one for today so many people are feeling fear and anxiety at the moment so that's uh, a title for the for this moment
1: yeah many of the great uh entrepreneurs have fear as well and uh it's very scary feeling because we think should we do it or should we shouldn't we do it have you had strategies to overcome fear
2: yeah i think um you know there's so much of it around at the moment isn't it and that's a good point you make there because even people who are successful still have fears and anxieties and worries about the future but i think the difference is that they don't let those fears and worries stop them going forward hmm. taking chance uh that's the thing you know most entrepreneurs are risk takers and you know if you take that to the extreme you look at somebody like richard branson who's a billionaire you know, every company that he built, he then gambled it, the whole company on the next one, you know, from mm. his record company, the train company to the airline, and, um, you know, so it was a huge risk taker, way beyond what most people would gamble, and, but, you know, paid off for him, well, I don't know what it's like now, the airline business is probably not too good, but, yeah, it's... Um, it's that spirit, though, that entrepreneurial spirit. You've got to be brave. And for me, when I got into, onto that path and, you know, started to work on myself, I did a, a solo parachute jump, and I did a number of fire walks where I walked across burning coals. I did about five of those. Mm. So I kind of put myself out of my comfort zone and, you yeah, felt the fear, felt the anxiety, but I, I did it anyway. It's that book
3: isn't it Feel the fear and do it anyway Mm. So that You know in doing that
2: It gave me the confidence In everyday life To to take chances in business And you know To take more risks Mm. And you know If you jump out of an aeroplane From 3000 feet You feel like you can do anything After that
3: Mm.
1: Yeah look Richard Branson At one time He borrowed all this money From the bank And the bank was going to Like start uh, Taking things from him it's very scary to be in that situation, too. You know. Yeah. Have you, yeah. Uh, like yourself, have you had to deal with financial pressure? Um. These days, I'm very fortunate in that I don't. You know, I'm, I'm very blessed where I'm at now. But when I was young, yes, yeah, certainly. I, I lived in, uh, you know, a tower block
2: in South London, hmm. and I was on the top floor, and it was, it was. When I look back, it was horrible, you know, it was, um, you know, you got in the lifts and they smelled of urine and you got to the top floor and we we were on the top floor and the kids used to set the bins on fire at the bottom and, and it was horrible being in that position and not having any opportunities to get out of it at the time. You know, I had quite a low self-worth, I didn't, I was driving a minicab around the West End at the time, uh, so I was really struggling, but living in that situation just gave me an absolute fire and determination to change my circumstances I hated living like that and I was desperate to change so that really I used that motivation to start you know reading books on abundance and changing my mindset about abundance and um over time things changed you know I got at that time I started to uh Use the law of attraction, and even when I was living in that council flat, I
3: visualised myself driving an Aston Martin, mm. and I'd imagine my hands on the steering wheel, and the
2: roar of the engine, and driving this car, and and um, it was only it was
3: within ten years I actually bought an Aston Martin, mm. uh, for, and and I remembered all the um,
2: affirmations and visualisations I'd done previously. To, to get me to that point And I, I, I know without doing that work I never would have had that success mm. You know so It is, it's so important To really uh, program your mind Positively and to think And believe that you're abundant
1: mm. Yeah, look it's uh, Law of attraction is something I've been studying myself uh, I think Einstein quoted it At one time Has it been a slow process For you I think once I got
2: onto that path, uh, probably about 25 odd years ago, I started to, I really believed in it, that was the key for me, you know, I studied the law of attraction and, and I realised that if I applied myself, it would happen,
3: you know, it's an energetic frequency that you're tuning into, hmm. that if you change your own state
2: and align yourself with that frequency, things happen things will come into your life opportunities come along and um and I started to see that small little steps at first it wasn't you know it didn't suddenly mm. you know change my life overnight but it was a gradual process and you know those little successes got bigger and bigger and you know I'm still kind of riding that wave now so yeah it's it's an amazing journey when you Align yourself with that frequency.
1: Mm. So, was it a daily practice for you, Glenn? Uh, for you, like, was it every day you just wanted to do it?
2: Yeah, like I said, you know, I was absolutely hated where I lived and my life at the time um, you know, lack of opportunity and being broke all the time. And so, I would, when I was driving my mini when I didn't have, affair, I'd have a fair, I'd be reading a Law of Attraction book or a, uh, one of my favourite books back then was called The Trick to Money
3: is Having Some by Stuart Wilde. Mm. And he used sort of the, tale, uh, the wisdom from the tale and Eastern philosophy to, um, uh,
2: and brought it into sort of layman's terms in this book and, um, you know, kind of taught me that energy, money is just an energy. And if you align yourself with that, energetic frequency you'll you'll come into your life opportunities will come in so in between fairs I was doing that I was um when I was doing my delivery jobs in the daytime I'd be turn the radio on if I'd be doing abundance affirmations and mantras I'd spend an hour each night in self-hypnosis um you know visualizing being abundant and having money and success and I did I immersed myself in
3: it and I did that for you know a good few years Mm. and and things started to change. You know, my external world
2: uh, responded to the frequency that I was emitting. And life started to change. You started to become more prosperous and abundant. I, opportunities came along for the first time. Mm. I met the right people at the right time. It was quite amazing.
1: So it's something you, you just can't explain. It just happened for you. It was um, the work I did on myself that mm. changed it.
2: So I, you know, to give you an example of that, when I was in a therapy session back then, I regressed back to when I was five years of age and I saw my mum and dad have been a blazing row and screaming at each other and my dad ripped up some money and threw it at my mum. And I'd forgotten about this. But under hypnosis, it came back to me. Mm. And I understood it now from an adult perspective. You know, at five years of age when I was seeing that, I was just seeing that money's a dangerous thing, you know, it causes these horrible routes. So, but as an adult, I could revisit that memory and change the feelings, change the emotions and and understand it from an adult perspective. And so I cleared that away. And I did that with a number of uh, sort of failure programs that I had in my unconscious mind. And that was a big part of the work as well, you know, because if you just do the abundance work and you don't do that clearing work, you can take a few steps forward and then you fall back again or you sabotage things because you're in your unconscious mind you think money's I'm not worthy of money or it's not a good thing mm. and um, so that was an important part of the work and and it is it's, um, when you do it and you're determined enough you've got to have determination and i was like i said i did the parachute jump at the time and that kind of stuff so i developed a lot of courage you know and i started to get a bit brave at pushing myself out into situations in
3: uh, in business that you know would would have been uncomfortable before but i just had that little mm. bit of courage and and
2: the whole thing worked it worked
1: no it's, it's amazing uh, what you've done and your work's actually really good to listen to as well, oh, thank you. I came across your stuff when I was in my undergraduate degree on uh, Spotify, and I decided oh. to listen to it, and it it uh, yeah, helped a lot. Um, oh, fantastic! Which titles did you listen to? There was one on passing your exams. Uh, there was yeah. one on uh, overcoming fear of flying too, and then you had the yeah. you've done some on cha- chakra work. Yeah, you've got an app too. No. I've got that, and the solfeggio scale, scale which is really interesting. And in your apps, yeah. you've got the you've got some e-books that you've done as yeah. well. How'd you come up? How'd you come up with the idea to put ebooks in an app? Because that's pretty good. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think which ones we've got in there, but um. Yeah, over the years, I mean, I've written seven books,
3: and sometimes the e-books are condensed versions of the uh, published books that I've got out there, and, you know, so for the weight
2: loss recording, for example, I've got an e-book in there that, uh, you know, gives you seven main steps to help you lose weight, Mm. and so you've got the e-book and you've got the recording to sort of work together. So that was kind of the idea behind that, having those e-books in books in the apps.
1: Mm. And uh, are you someone who's a fan of putting your work on Spotify or do you prefer to have it on the, your own official app as well? No,
2: I've always been of the mindset to, to put the recordings on as many different platforms as possible, you know, to get the recordings as far and wide out there. And yeah because i think that way you reach you know i'm through spotify i get a lot of younger people you know like yourself and who who contact me and they've listened to my work through spotify whereas if it wasn't on that platform they probably wouldn't have come across it Mm. you know it's not um so yeah that's been a good thing you know even my my wife nicola she actually first listened to my recording on a shareware download site it was a you know, a free download. So my recordings will being pirated on this site, mm. and she listened to them for years before she knew me. And um yeah, so even even that, you know, I I don't even really mind pirate the pirate side of it. You know, it's a, it's kind of um, a byproduct of the success. You know, if you're selling millions of recordings they're going to end up on pirate sites as well. But for me, if people haven't got any money and they need to go on those sites, then maybe it, the recordings will help them. And later on, they might buy one later, you know? So I'm not, yeah, I'm not hanging on to, you know, the sales of every little sale, Do you know what I mean? It's just not worth it. It's just nice to put them out there and they're helping so many people. And, um, the good sites cover the costs and everything. And, mm. you know, for the pirated
1: sites, they don't <laughs> They don't cover oh, sorry. Yeah they don't cover the costs The pirated sites Oh no they don't not, not on their own but what I mean is like uh, The Apple
2: sales and the Google Sales for mm. the apps cover the Costs of being pirated on those mm. Those sites you know And Spotify um, Traditionally are known for not paying A very good royalty and you know That's kind of true but we feel you know what we had to do with a, a long recording, we had to splice it up into short sections mm. to get the the best royalty from Spotify. So there was always ways round, uh, you know, their royalty rates and their structure. You just had to, we had to adapt the recordings for their
1: platform. Mm. Yeah, I've noticed it on Spotify. You got, uh, I think you got part one, part two on some of your longer stuff too. Whereas on the app, people can listen to it and loop it around and around, which is pretty cool as well. Yeah. I think on Spotify you still get to hear it. You don't if you look at it you see part one, two, three, four, etc but it they um flow into each track mm. seamlessly, so it's no mm. but um yeah do that for that platform. Yeah, and uh what type of books have you have you read and studied as an entrepreneur yourself? Um
2: I always read books that taught me things about abundance and the law of attraction. So, like the trick to money is having some. Um, I liked uh, the Eckhart Tolle books, "The Power of Now," which weren't necessarily about abundance, but they kind of helped with that journey because they taught you about being present and being in the moment, and mm. uh, you know, not worrying about the future or stressing about the past, letting that hold you back. So that was a really powerful book for that. It's The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And, you know, still today, I love inspirational biographies, you know, and particularly I like biographies where people have uh, really struggled in their early life and overcome those obstacles and hurdles and and become successful. Mm. You know, it's my
1: journey, uh, something I've done. So I like, I get inspiration reading other people who've gone through the same thing. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I've read uh, uh, Think and Grow Rich twice by Napoleon uh, yeah, Hill. Napoleon Hill. Yes. Yeah. Because that's a, that's a... I think that's a book you could keep reading for the rest of your life, Glenn. Okay. Yeah. And that was... A, it's, it was written a long time ago, wasn't it? Yeah. What, do, you, do you remember when it was first published? It was would have been in the... It th- could have been the 30s. How yeah, long ago? Wow. Before me and I mean, you there's... were born. So, yeah you know amazing amazing really it's um yeah you know, but it shows you that that universal wisdom and
3: knowledge has always been around Mm. You've always been there and you you look the secret do you remember when the secret came out the dvd yes. yep. a few years ago it kind of got uh,
2: the masses into the law of attraction it was so well put together and it just hit the, the right moment in time and Um, everyone was talking about this DVD The Secret and the book came out Mm. and when you look at it it was very well put together but it was nothing new at all you know it was um, a lot of it was based on Napoleon Hill's book and you know some uh, ancient teachings about the law of attraction that have been there since time began but um, it seems the law of attraction every so often it has its it comes into favour it comes back into fashion Mm. but you know, I've, I use it all the time, I still do, mm. you know, that thing, so it's, uh, yeah, something that's always there for, for all of us.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's important to keep, uh, keep practising every day, uh, you yeah. know, so it becomes second nature for, for you and everyone who's practising the law of attraction, I, you know, there was a book written by, I think it was James uh, Allen or something, As a Man Thinketh, a uh, long, long time ago. And it's just yeah. amazing about, I think if you, as an entrepreneur, I think if you love what you do and you have a vision, I think you'll go a long way.
2: Mm. Yeah, definitely. You've got to find uh, a career that you love. And I think that for most people is the thing they often struggle with in my experience because you know if you think you go through the school system and you may go to university you come out the other side and you know you go into a career that you know sometimes it's not your necessarily your chosen career but or it, it turns out to be, become a job that you're not totally in love with you know some people do find it they do come out and find it straight away but in my experience the majority don't you know then they get into the trap of having a mortgage where they need the job to pay the bills and they get married have kids and they don't have time to then look for what they really
3: want to do and find their true vocation hmm. and for me I was always lucky because I kind of uh you know I hustled a
2: little bit when I was young I was driving a mini cab, I was playing my guitar in clubs and bars So I did have time in the day to be able to, uh, you know, find what it was I really wanted to do. And for a long time, I thought I just wanted to be a musician. I wanted to be a songwriter. Um, But, you know, I just never really got the brakes. Had a little bit of success for a brief time, but never really happened and struggled with that. But then as soon as I decided I was going to become a hypnotherapist, it was amazing how the doors opened, how things, you know, the path opened up. Mm. and things you know I worked it and I loved it and um and I've been so lucky in that career but I think it was because I found what I was supposed to be doing in this life was I think a lot of people make those choices for financial reasons you know they they choose a job based purely on you know how secure it's going to make them and you know they're going to so yeah I think the key is to be you know, be brave with that, and, you know, if you are an artistic in any way, then, you know, go for that, break out of what you're doing, and, and push yourself into what you're supposed to be doing, and even if you're not sure exactly what it is you're supposed to be doing, meditation can help
3: you, mm.
2: so go into meditative state, and connect with your creativity, remember what you were good at as a kid, you know, your natural talents, and then think about the direction that you want to go in, mm. uh, yeah. well, you know, if you if you love
1: what you do you never you never work a day in your life well see you know what i was taught in school glenn was to you know go to university you know become a doctor lawyer get a really high paying job because that was and then get a mortgage and yet not taught to become an entrepreneur no schools don't teach
2: that at all do they no they don't they they, you know it's one of the most important things we need in life is to learn how to deal with finances how to invest um you know investing is such an important thing and yes my kids are only young but i'm teaching them already you know Mm. getting that into their mind i did a a number of years ago their um their grandparents gave me 400 pounds to invest in premium bonds Mm. and
3: Now, if I put that money in premium bonds and kept it, that 400, by the time they were 18, it would probably be worth 100 in the the equivalent because of, you know, fiat currency devalues. But I didn't. I put it into Bitcoin at the time. Mm. And that 400 now is worth about 8,000. And by the time those kids are 18 they'll probably be able to buy a house with
2: it the way things are going mm. so and I show them I say you know you've got a little um, little bit of that bitcoin and they and so they under, already they're understanding the concept of investing and, and growth and that kind of thing and, and you're so right you know that's not taught at school and you think well why not why are kids not talk about these things mm. yeah, I'm not talking about bitcoin necessarily but just investing and um, you know being entrepreneurial and taking chances but the school system is, seems to be designed to make you come out the other end to you know, follow rules and regulations and traditional jobs, and, and all right. You need a you need a certain percentage of the population who who do do those jobs, but for those who've got that creative entrepreneurial flair, you know the school system uh, doesn't cater for those kind of kids. You know, mm. so you know and I was one of those. I was. I got kicked out of school when I was 15. I, was, I just didn't fit in at all. Mm. And I just thought I was stupid. I thought I was bad. I thought I was trouble. Um, I never realised until later I just didn't fit into the system. It wasn't that like I was a bad kid. I just... It was different, you know, and uh, the school...
1: Yeah, didn't fit in. Did you ever go to uni- university uh, when you were younger? Or no, I, no? no, I never...
2: If, I left school just as I turned 15 and I never... I never went, did any examination or qualification after that. The only thing I did was when I got to my late 30s and I did my hypnotherapy uh, training. And for me, even that, going and sitting in a classroom and doing examinations was a massive
3: stress to me Mm.
2: because my only association with with that was being in school and uh, all those negative experiences. So I had to do a lot of... um, work on myself to get over those anxiety issues around being in a class even though it was a very positive setting and i wanted to be there i still had
1: anxiety around it because that was my conditioning so i had to work on that and get over that mm. were, were uh, you studying it uh, at a academic level or a basic level hypnotherapy uh, it
2: was quite Academic. It was basic to start with, but then as the course went on, it was much more academic. And I did struggle a little bit with that, you know, the academic side, because I'd not done a lot of that in my schooling. Um, And we had doctors and um, uh, psychologists that would come in and um, interview us at certain times. It was quite a comprehensive course back then. And um, yeah, it was, we we learned about physiology and. You know, psychosomatic illness and that kind of thing. Hmm. It was a clinical hypnotherapy degree, a degree diploma, I
3: should
2: say. Hmm. Clinical therapy. So it was
1: quite in depth. Yeah. No, that's really good that you've done something and and achieved that as well. Um, You know, because I I did a university degree in in classical music, but yet I wasn't prepared to go out in the real world because only a degree takes you so far, Glenn doesn't prepare you yeah. for the world. Did you ever want to go and do a degree, or were you happy where you, where you've currently finished? I um, I would have loved to have learned more when I was younger.
2: Um, you know, but I suppose I, because I struggled with the school system, mm. I didn't any... Uh, you know, all I did was rebel, it brought out the rebel in me and I just fought against it. So, I kind of blocked out any kind of learning, I thought I'll be alright, you know, sort of jack the lad attitude and I thought I'd be okay but you know, I wasn't, I fell down flat on my feet when I got into my adult life and it was only years later when I did the hypnotherapy course and started to change my life that things turned that corner but I would have loved to have learnt, a you know, language when I was younger. You know, I live in Portugal now, and um, you know, I'm slowly picking up the language. I lived in Spain for a few years, and I've got, you know, reasonably good with Spanish. But yeah, you know, looking back, I'd have loved to have mastered the art of an instrument. I mean, I can play guitar, I can, you mm. know, pick out chords on the keyboard, but um, you know, more Eric Clapton, clapped out than Eric Clapton.
1: Mm. It's amazing. Um, so you you. So what did you play, Stephen? I played the clarinet. Ah, uh, nice. And uh, I'm, a, yes, I'm, I'm a, uh, a, a composer as well. Oh, okay. Yep. Of your own music? Yes. Ah, uh, wonderful. But it's amazing Um, how, you know, you were saying you were living in, uh, what a little, an apartment in Southampton, and you were able to go and move into a ha- another house, by the sounds of it. south london
2: yeah sorry and um yeah that was uh yeah just a rough and ready time but i always aspired to having a bigger house and you know living in my own house i should say
3: Mm.
2: and you know slowly i did you know i bought up and up and i ended up you ended up in a you know massive house with a pastor martin outside and um yeah it was quite a quite a magical journey to get there. Sometimes I get, I'd be sitting in the house thinking, wow, you know, I think, you know, that was... But when you're on the journey, you don't always... Uh, you're just getting your head down and working and working and success builds and builds and suddenly you end up in this big mansion with an Aston Martin and um, and it feels... You certainly think, well, how did I get here? What did I do, you know? But it was, it was a lot of graft, hard work and... A lot of belief mm. and a, the law of
1: attraction massively. Yeah, because in the secret, uh, Bob Proctor yeah. appeared in that and um, was saying that uh, if you're thinking about debt too much, you're gonna you're gonna attract to, uh, more debt. But now we live in what's called the debt society. Yeah, that's what we're living in now, Glenn. Yeah, I mean, I I think you know that's all by design. Mm-hmm. I really do. But then, you know, you, like we talked about earlier, why don't
2: they teach kids to be entrepreneurial and to, um, you know, th- think for themselves and create their own opportunities. And, and um, you know, you go to university in the U.K., you do a three-year university degree course and you can be, you know, hugely in debt, 27,000, I think it's 9,000 a year, so 27,000 pounds in debt, mm they say you don't have, if you don't make it in your career you don't have to pay it back. But if you do make it, you have to pay it back. So that to me is criminal that they're you know, educating kids to a degree but for this degree course, but then they're massively in debt. And debt is a trap. Mm. You know, I've been I've been in debt in my twenties. I was in a huge amount of debt mm-hmm. and you know, a county court judgments against me. I just couldn't cope, you know, I was trying to better my life but my spending was more than my income and i just and i got into a real mess back then and i vowed after that time i vowed i would never ever borrow money again and i never did Mm -hmm. other than other than a mortgage along the way that was the only debt and even then they were very small um that was the i just found that i'd never because i saw i was i was when i was in debt i was in this trap and you you feel like the walls are closing in. It's horrible. But you know, in this society, you're almost encouraged to get in debt. You know, young kids are given cards, and they can rack up ten grand on the cards without virtually any, you know, uh, income coming in. You know, income to pay it off, for you know, so that is uh, just the trap, isn't it? Mm. You get caught in the trap, and it's so hard to get out of it. So, um, you know, I've. Always been of the mindset that you know the first part of becoming abundant is to clear all debt, to get out of debt, and live very frugally. If you have to live very basically, um, you know, I did that for a number of years, where I just you know would be a, you know put on a jumper and sit in the lounge rather than have the heating on, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. You know, and you have to do that when you haven't got money. You have to
3: make those sacrifices, and uh, you know shop up. Markets, you know, get healthy food still. You can still buy healthy food, but maybe go to the markets and the supermarket. Mm. And all that, I went through all that. And slowly, you know, as I got my debt down, I got control of my money. I learned the value of money through being in debt. You know, from there, I was able to
2: build. And when I did start making money, I still kind of was in that mindset of living simply. So, you know, I didn't start rushing out and buying expensive things. You know, I always. Like the Aston Martin, you know, I bought that for cash. The villa in Florida, I bought for cash. You know, mm. everything I, I bought was when I could actually afford it. Mm. You know, I did. I could have bought. You know, I could have instead of buying the Aston, I could have bought a Ferrari instead. You know, but then been a hundred grand in debt to get that. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. A lot of people fall into that trap because they want more, you know, they get on that material treadmill, you know, they want the bigger and better things without actually having the money to be able to pay for it. So they fall into debt and, you know, then times change and they, they get in they get trapped
1: by it. Mm, mm, yeah. No, nah, like, but that's what, that's how we live. You know, I just think don't let, uh, don't let the banks talk into taking the credit card no not at
2: all you know that's you know when you see their lovely warm cozy adverts they put out you know like they they care about their customers you know banks are pretty ruthless when it comes down to it when you actually look at their business model and fractional reserve banking and all that kind of stuff it's um yeah you you know you've got to um be aware and Conscious of what's going on, you know what's behind going on behind the scenes, and often the way we're being manipulated. Um, so yeah, so free yourself from debt, work on abundance, educate yourself through uh, self-help books and you know inspirational books, and you know step outside of that system as much as you can, and 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 you know work on an abundant, living abundant, happy life outside of that system because. Yeah, the system's not
1: there for our good. No, it's not. But, uh, Glenn, no, I think your work is is good. It spreads a positive message. I think it's helped a lot of people. It's helped me as well. Do you plan on um, publishing any more of your apps or anything to Spotify?
2: Yeah, certainly. um, I'm working on a range of children's titles at the moment, Mm -hmm. and we're just at the scripting and I'm putting the scripts together and we want to work on these recordings to make them, yeah, you know, for, for children to feel really happy and, you know, empowered again. So these recordings are for kids between sort of six and twelve. So the language is very appropriate for that age. But they're still using the kind of hypnotherapy and meditation techniques I've I've used in my adult recordings. Mm-hmm but they're just age-appropriate, you know, because if kids can get that feeling that they're, they're happy inside and they feel good in themselves, they feel confident, they they can achieve things, you know, that stays with them. You mm. know, if you can get that into a child at a young age, it's powerful stuff. My oldest son's 33 now, and I was became a hypnotherapist when he was about six or seven. Mm. And anytime he had an exam or a challenging situation, I'd, I'd use uh, a child-friendly... Hypnotic technique to help him overcome any fears, anxieties, worries, and to feel confident. And now at 33, he's actually become a hypnotherapist himself mm-hmm. and he's getting amazing results. He really is. He's, I'm, you know, everyone that wants to see me, I pass them on to Lee, and he's getting fantastic results. He really is because, um, He's just got all that history of hypnosis um, and therapy and and he's done a lot of work on himself as well over the years. You know, he's really um,
1: walking his talk and it's great to see him. So that's an example of um, how you can, you know, get kids really primed for a happy, abundant, successful life. Mm. Yeah, well, that's that's what you want. I think if you... Um if you think poor, like there's a saying of Tony Robbins said, the rich get rich and the poor get poorer as well. Yeah, yeah. That's, I've, I... And there's two, there's two
2: ways of looking at that. There's, there's, that's because the system supports rich people. You know, it said that the um, the richest people in the world have got, you know, 30% richer since the pandemic started last March, mm. whereas the poorest people in the world have got poorer. Mm. So there's that sort things but the other side probably what Anthony Robbins is focusing on is the the fact that uh, you know when you get that abundance mindset it's it's with you it stays with you and you expect to be abundant you expect opportunities to come along and they do so that's the sort of um, metaphysical side of it that you know when you've got that outlook and that belief system it, it works and it does you know success comes easily
1: and mm, mm. Yeah, look, Glenn, it was really good having you back on the show today. You're welcome, Stephen. Um, hopefully I
2: wanna, this recording of the last one, the pitch shifted down. <laughs> I want to listen to it. It was something to do at
0: my end. It was a glitch at my end. But My voice was like a
2: semitone lower, and I sounded a little bit like a Dalek.
1: I so want to uh, ask one more thing. How do you come across the Insight Timer? How do I come across it? Yeah. Well, it's an app. You Mm. can
2: download it on the app store or the Google Play store and it's also a website. Mm. On that site, uh, they've literally got thousands and thousands of authors on there. Um, You know, some very famous names like Russell Brand and I think the Dalai Lama's on there even. Mm. Um, And so it's got loads and loads of authors. There's tens of thousands of uh, meditations on there. I've got, um, how many have I got on there? About probably about 10 recordings on there and I've actually got two in the top 20 so I'm really pleased with that out of Mm. 10,000
3: recordings I've got two recordings in the top 20 which is quite amazing and so you know the nice thing about that app is that
2: you can find authors that really fit your needs and recordings that suit your needs there's a wide variety of choice Mm. and they're a really nice app as well They, they treat their authors really well so I'm always happy to talk inside timer up.
1: Do you plan to publish some more works on Insight Timer?
2: Yeah, we'll do over time. I mean, we've got 10 recordings there um, and I don't want to flood it, but yeah, we'll probably add you know, another six or so over the next couple of years. Um, and I do the webinars every Wednesday. I do a webinar on there at 4pm mm-hmm. London time and yeah, that's
0: growing. You know, the popularity, that is growing up. To 600 last week and
3: uh, it's good. I do a little meditation, a live meditation on that. It's really popular. Mm. So that. So four
2: o'clock Wednesday on Insight
1: Timer. That's really good, Glenn. Always looking forward to your work as well and hearing what you're Thanks. coming out Thanks. with. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast with Glenn Harold. Thank you to the sponsors: Grammarly Premium, VidIQ, Amazon Music Unlimited. Also turn on those notifications Subscribe to the podcast So you can get notified of new episodes as well Also you can visit my YouTube channel And check out my work on Spotify Links in the description